1: Tell me this. Do you have a teenager? Is there a teenager in your life? Are you a parent with teenager or teenagers? Indeed, are you a teacher that's trying to understand them? Are you a granny who looks after them? Are you indeed another teenager who thinks your friend who's a teenager is incredibly weird? Uh, maybe we've got advice for you here. Let me speak to Dr. Declan McKenna. <laughs> Dr. McKenna, good morning. Good morning Frank, thanks for having me on Thank you very much indeed for being on Ulster University, am I right in saying they're studying teenagers or is that simplifying it too much?
0: Oh that would be too simplified Um, uh, we do a lot of study up here into different sort of uh, health and and disease in the School of Biomedical Sciences Uh, and so this is really just taking in a lot of different things like biological changes and psychological changes uh, and both of those things obviously contribute to the behavioural changes that we see in teenagers So why are
1: teenagers traditionally known as being difficult? I have to say I know numerous teenagers who are never difficult, I need to emphasize that they weren't difficult for five minutes but there are some who are just pathetic why is is that?
0: So that, well, that's an important point to make there is that every teenager will be different uh, and every teenager is individual and so when we talk about the science of teenagers it's, uh, it's, it's obviously generalising a little bit but there are certain um, teenage stereotypes that people would uh, associate with that age um, and particularly that idea of being rebellious and uh, you know parents often get frustrated by their, their sweet good natured children who sort of transform into these eye rolling grunting creatures overnight and um, and that's really the important thing to understand for teenagers and for parents dealing with that is that it's an entirely normal process um, and it's all due to changes that are happening both uh, biologically in terms of uh, physical changes but also mentally in terms of changes in the brain and that rebelliousness that you're talking about there uh, and that sort of um, uh, change in being difficult is really just uh, uh, trying to establish their their own identity sort of laying out their stall that they don't want to be treated like a child anymore and um, the curious thing though is that just as they're trying to establish their own identity they also want to make sure that that identity is acceptable to others and particularly their peers and that's why parents will often say well i don't care what your friends are doing but teenagers will care very very much what their friends are doing because fitting in uh, and being part of a gang and part of a group is really important for social development in humans and to teenagers in particular
1: no it's all part of this your study's all part of the discussions at the Northern Ireland Science Festival that's running until the 23rd of February um, so there, there, you know, it's, it's one of these things that uh, will be viewed from many different uh, perspectives but you said about fitting in socially and social media is one of the real dictators to teenagers at this moment in time it's telling them what they should be like is it more difficult nurturing a teenager liaising with a teenager educating or developing a teenager now in this social media age
0: well uh, social media is something that I'll be touching on tonight uh, as I'm presenting this tonight in the Nerve Centre and then again on Wednesday night in Belfast in the Crescent Arts Theatre and um the, the social media is part of the, the talk, but we have to be careful about just picking on social media as the, as the bad guy in all of this. And social media is, of course, not just um, uh, specific to teenagers. I mean, there are many, many adults who are, are very active and, and, and very dependent on social media. So... Um, Uh, 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 social media does get this sort of rap as being something that teenagers get very pressurized by and there are lots of studies to say that you know low self-esteem can be caused by you know constant use of social media but what's less reported is that a lot of teenagers actually find social media a very positive thing for connecting with people and keeping in touch with people Uh, and so it's important to sort of have both sides of the coin there but it is true that um, social media is the the medium by which Generation Z um, deals with uh, each other now and, and this social interactions they have. Online has replaced the sort of more face-to-face traditional interactions that generations previous to this would have found. And the fact is that studies are ongoing all the time into the effect, but we're still at a fairly early stage in seeing how all of this stuff affects people. Uh, and it, it it's still um, up in the air as, as to what exactly will be the long-term ramifications of this.
1: Is there a guide for parents who are liaising with, I don't like to say bringing up, we're now liaising with a a female as opposed to a male because it it can be very different, can't it? The the female teenager versus the male teenager.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, again, this is um, where we have uh, to draw the, the difference between common changes and then gender specific changes. And so in relation to social media, for example, most of the negative effects that have been found in studies have been on young teenage girls who are very worried about their uh, appearance in particular and about what other people think of them, even though that concept is actually something that all teenagers would worry about, that self-consciousness. Uh, and of course, it's driven in a large to a large extent by the media and and the content that we consume, Uh, and I suppose that is really the key thing. I mean, people get worried about screen time and stuff like that, but it's not so much the, the length of time teenagers are spending on screens as as opposed to the content that they are consuming and uh, that is obviously the worrying thing for parents is, is that parents can be increasingly out of touch with how teenagers uh, work through uh, the internet and social media so I think that's really the guide for parents is to, to communicate with teenagers to make sure that they know what they're um, they're uh, working with and what they're doing up to a point because all teenagers of course will like their own independence and won't want to tell their parents any, everything.
1: Uh, and finally Dak I was just thinking of an interview that I did about a week ago in relation to the trauma that some women go through in the menopause and how indeed the employers should be much more understanding and society should be much more understanding of women of that age. Um, Is there some comparison here? Should we also have a sympathy for the teenager who's going in from the other side?
0: Yeah, well, it's absolutely true. I mean, the the hormonal changes that take place in the menopause, uh, a direct parallel can be made with the hormonal changes that take place during adolescence, which are totally beyond your control uh, as a person. These uh, kick in around the, the age of eight or nine and they continue, continue the whole way to, through puberty. And so, for example, um, uh, some studies in America and in France have shown that uh, schools, uh, when they start, Uh, later in the day, maybe by an hour or two later, the performance of the students was much better because uh, teenagers are effectively jet-lagged a lot of the time because their sleep-wake cycle gets shifted by the hormone melatonin and that means that they're actually um, being woken up too early uh, and therefore their performance can f- be affected at school so um you know a, a recommendation has come out of some of those studies to say that school times should actually be shifted for teenagers particularly in this country in key stage three and teachers who are key stage three teachers need to be aware of those sort of educational differences that happen uh, at that age yeah
1: cut them a bit of slack cut them a bit mm-hmm. of slack nerve yeah, center tonight so. at uh, seven o'clock um, next Wednesday night seven o'clock at the no, yeah
0: I do, yeah, just on Wednesday, two days time for the Crescent
1: uh, Art Centre. Oh, two two days time, right? Okay, this is yeah. this is Monday. Monday, so it's tonight, yeah. the Nerve Centre in Derry, and it's this Wednesday night at seven o'clock, the Crescent Art Centre. If people do want to attend, can they, or is the Northern Ireland Science Festival tickets have they all been allocated?
0: There is a couple of tickets still available, I think, to the website, um, and uh, you can still buy those online. And then I think there will be a couple reserved for entry on the night at the door as well. So we should be able to get in okay.
1: Okay, uh, good speaking to you. Dr. Declan McKenna from the Ulster University. Uh, Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. O two eight nine zero treble three one oh five. You may remember Ricky, who worked here as a producer. And uh, Ricky is a fine producer. He eventually moved off to, to work in the public sector. Uh, distant from all reality now but uh, he had a difficult enough time when he became a, a, a teenager and he, he, I recorded him one day telling me about becoming a teenager and b- b- basically th- this is the gist of it Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Kevin. Kevin Happy birthday to me Happy birthday to me Happy birthday Dick to- <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kevin <laughs> <Come on>. Kevin <laughs> Darling, he's losing the power of rational thought. With the use of his arms. He's become a teenager. (laughs) Kevin.
0: It's your birthday, Kevin. I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he used to be called Kevin. We changed his name to Ricky. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.